Internet outrage is poisoning the way we communicate. Everyone's angry, everyone's cancelled, and no one's allowed to think for themselves. So we're here to fix that. Welcome to Subtweet This. This, 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 this. So, uh... Here at Subtweet This, we have this idea that um, we don't actually want change. Uh, and when I say we, I mean black people. Are we, are we, what are we saying? How, do, how should I say this? How, do, Listen, how should I say sister, this? <laughs> my sister. Oh, my God. We, <laughs> it seems like my fellow blacks, we don't really want equality. We want to go back to the ways it was during the era of Jim Crow. Where we are separated from the white man. You hear me, sister and brother? My brother. <laughs> sister, you hear me? What's the Where'd you get that like accent? You took from? a hat off or some shit. Is that the woke accent? Is that what that is? <laughs> no, you ever watch uh, In Living Color? Yeah. No. Uh, uh, I didn't. Know. Even Iron Wayne's did something like that. He was like, my brothers and sisters. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so the reason we're, we're bringing this up is because. Um, a lot of recent things that have been coming out with the Black Lives Matter protests and everything seem to break down where it's um, coming to white people, we don't want you here, leave. Like, we don't need you white people and we want to be away from white people. And this is something that we have seen in the past that was spoken about, but kind of just went under the radar, but now it's just, it's coming to fruition again. So, one thing is this. So, uh, a while ago, six months ago, Dr. Umar, I mean, and some people may know of him or, or heard about him. He is very pro-black. Like, you say pro-black, this man is like, get white people get away from me. So, uh, am I saying her name right? Kamala Harris. She is a uh, uh, Joe Biden's uh, vice president. She's running for vice. She's going to be his vice president. So, Dr. Umar said at a uh, interview with the Breakfast Club six months ago that. She she would not have his vote. The reason for this is because she is a black woman who is married to a white man, and she cannot help the black man and black people if she is married to somebody white. Our oppressors, yes, white people are still our oppressors for some fucking reason. He's saying that she is being subservient to the white man, and she cannot help us because you know, again, that oh she's she's with a white person. That's us was our slave owners. Can I, can I play the clip? Right. Yeah, go ahead. Let me play, play the clip in case nobody knows what we're talking about. Black people. Unless someone arises yeah. talking something that I think is relevant for us. What did you think of Kamala Harris? I don't vote for black people who are not married to black people. I, I think we know that. that. <laughs> right, right. Okay. You so she wasn't it. going to get my vote anyway. What if, if she had a, what if she had all the plans for black people that we talk about but was still married to a white person? She could not have. Because you can't mix oil and water. Mm. So if a black woman is committing her life to a white male, understanding what the white male population has done to black people in this country, <laughs> that right there it tells me like you, how Della. serious you are about us. Black he literally, that's yeah. literally the accent that you're doing. <laughs> no, just because I've heard that guy, he's been on the breakfast club multiple times. So um, the thing is, he does spit certain facts like he He's definitely like a black historian in the sense like he knows Well, I mean, he's a doctor of psychology, but he knows a lot about our history. It's just it's very worrisome that someone on that level who I consider intellectual to speak in a way where it's just like, no, like wasn't going to get my vote anyway, just because of, oh, the 400 years of oppression. How can you be with a white man and everything? It's it's kind of contradicting for someone that wants more for the black community by being racist. And still taking into account what happened so long ago. It's so weird to hold on to that instance and then say, no, like that, that person's not pro-black because they're not with a black person. It's, uh, to me, it's, it's just very odd and it is contradicting. And in the fact that people kind of agree with that, because I, I looked at the video, I seen the comments, it's very alarming that everyone sees that the same way. Just like, oh, you can't speak on black issues because you're not with a black person. Which, to be honest, is why I see a bunch of people kind of hate on Candace Owens because her husband's white. And then you see other kind of prominent, you know, black folks who don't share the same view of the Democratic Party. 
they they're with spouses who are not black so a lot of people put that them as like race traitors because they're not someone black i don't know i just find it very odd and then with this with this girl this is to me very racist and it's weird that no one else sees brother, it that brother, way brother, wait wait us, we cannot be racist. Oh, here we, go. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the we, power. Oh, my sister, sister Vanessa, you are speaking truth, sister. Let, let brother, let brother Saul know that we do not have the power to oppress the white man. My brother, Yet, my brother, we cannot be racist. We do not yeah. have the system power. Therefore, black people cannot and will not be racist it is impossible we need to focus mm. on dismantling the white man who continues to mm. oppress us which by the way wait till this guy finds <laughs> out that black people also owned slaves back in the day did you know that <laughs> did you know yeah. that yeah yeah that's true sister, listen sister that was we were not owning us we were not owning slaves. were you do renting them listen we do not live in the past my sister we live in the future the now the white man stole us from our country the motherland and made us his slaves. So things get canceled out when black people do it. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's, it's just fucking stupid. I hear that a lot. Like, oh, black people can't be racist. Yes, we can be we very can. racist. Absolutely. So um, I've said some racist shit. So it's funny that we're seeing this now. We're seeing this because, you know, as much as we want to be equal and accepted, it seems like we really don't want to be, we don't want to be in the same range with, not 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 saying myself and Saul and Vanessa, I'm saying like there's a group of the black community that says like, he's 100% right. You can't be pro-black and be married to somebody white. You can't. It does, you can't mix oil in the world like, you, like he said. And we see this with the celebrities too. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. When Michael B. Jordan was doing Black Panther, Everybody's like, oh, yeah, Michael B. Jordan, he's a black panther, black power. But the minute they find out he was with a Spanish woman or a white woman, it was like, protest the Black Panther movie. And Luke Cage, a uh, good show, pro-black in every way. The minute they found out that actor was married to a white woman, cancel Luke Cage. He's not really for black people. So why is it that we want to be separated and go back to the ways it was back in the early 1950s and stuff where it's whites and blacks? And we see it... Um, we remember that video where um, that black girl walked into the the, the college's uh, what was it like? I think it's like a, a like a, a library and said, "There's too many white people here." I think it was like a community. It let's, was like a person of color community. Let's something. watch. Let's watch. Let's yeah. take a look at this. Public service announcement. Excuse me, if y'all didn't know, this is the MSC, and frankly, there's just too many white people in here and this is a space for people of color so just be really cognizant of the space that you're taking up because it does make some of us pocs uncomfortable when we see too many white people in here it's only been open for four days and frankly there's the whole university for a lot of y'all to be at and there's very few spaces for us so keep that in mind thank you And people were clapping, which is the concerning part to me. So I, I looked this up before we started recording because Della let me know about it. And apparently, like, college segregation is a thing that has been happening for some time where some colleges, they have segregated everything from, like, segregated dorms, segregated programs, segregated graduation ceremonies. Like, are we... Why are we going backwards? Like, I, I find it kind of ridiculous that... People went through all the things that they went through during the civil rights movement just to land us right back where we started. I don't get it. I just, I, I, yeah. I'm just as confused as you are. It's weird. Whole thing. Isn't it just, I mean, if you look at that video with that girl, it seems like a lot of decisions that are being made today is just really out of emotion yeah. and feelings. So with her, because she, she's personally saying, oh, because she said in the video, it makes some of us uncomfortable seeing this many white people in the space. I'm like, then you need to work on some shit in your life because I don't know what your experiences are. But for you, if you're personally uncomfortable with a lot of white people, then there's something that you need to work on. And also she's saying, like, there's other places for you to be on campus. Like, only black people can be in this space. This is the only space that black people can be in. Like, there's no other spaces on campus that black people are allowed to go to. So I, I found it in the fact that we have people like, you know, kind of rooting for her and everything. It's just like, it's just a, it's, it just screams like being brainwashed. 
and thinking that you did something. To me, it's like, I'm sorry, if I see my kid say some shit or do some shit like that, I wouldn't be proud at all. The fact that you think that you should be proud after saying that speech, to me, it, you to me, she sounded so privileged to say that. Because, uh, like, there was no repercussions of what she what was going to happen to her after saying that. We'll do the thing once again. Reverse the roles and imagine a white person saying that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It should be told that if it's a white person, a white guy, white girl, it should have been told to stop. Just, just shut up. Stop. You can't say this. It would have been expelled. And, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about, like, a white person saying this is a place for white people to hang out in? Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. Oh, it definitely. It would have been expelled. It would have been definitely. on the news. It would have been everywhere. Definitely. But... With this girl doing it, being a black, you know, being a black girl, nothing was gonna happen to that. And to me, that screams like a fucking privilege. People talk about like it's funny to talk about like white privilege, but then when we bring up racism, black people can't be racist at all. And then I've seen from white people's, well, some white people's perspective that oh, black people, you know, they can't be racist, and if they are racist, they have a right to be. So it's like you tell me that's not like a fucking privilege or some shit. It's just like no. all right, so we're allowed to be racist. So it's just it's weird because that girl right there was allowed to be racist. I'm sorry, if I was in the same room, I would have, as a black man, would have got up and spoke. I was like, that was fucking racist. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, that's, that's weird. I'm, and I'm just flabbergasted that no one said anything. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's odd. You know, it's funny that you mentioned like, you know, feeling uncomfortable around like too many white people because I've been in like, I don't know if it's just because it's something that, was embedded in me because of movies and everything I see in the media. But there are times, like, if I go to certain areas and I see there's too many white people and I get, like, a couple of stairs, I get kind of, like, shaky at times. Cause really? It's like, yeah, it's, 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 I don't know why. Because, like, again, I've been in the military and the military, you know, you go to certain areas where they're, like, some people never even met a black person, but they still treat you very respectable. I remember going to visit one of my, my old managers where she lives by her house and you know i was when we were driving there i'm just like looking around i'm like hmm i don't see many people that look like me i mean am i okay here so i made a joke i was like hey is this you lost boy territory <laughs> so she made a joke and she was like mm, it kind of is so you're okay with me so we walk into the restaurant it's like you see five white people and walking with this one black guy and it kind of looks like am i the foreign exchange student am i the adopted african child they have you know and i say that a lot too when i drive to like go to certain areas to hang out with like my my white friends like i go yo am i gonna be safe up there because shit is crazy right now people think i'm a radical leftist like oh fuck the white man and everything you know or just be hostile towards me because i don't know how they grew up so have I been in a situation where I've made my uh, I've made myself uncomfortable? Yeah. No one made me uncomfortable. Sure. I made it myself. You know, I see that I'm making myself uncomfortable. I'm putting that fear into my own head. And then when I go there, people are just like, "Hey, how you doing? Would you like to eat?" Blah blah. No one says, "Oh, you speak so well for a black person." Oh, you're so well mannered. They treat me like I'm a regular person. You know, you probably have like one or two people looking like, is that a, is that a Negro sitting over there? Wow. The times have changed. A Negro is sitting at this diner. I've never seen a day to see a black man in this diner. I, no. do, do, I, these, do these residents don't leave a 10 mile radius? They just always stay there. It's some, it's weird because if you go to certain towns or certain cities, they really don't see black people. You, I, I believe it. I've been to Kentucky. I've been to Maine. I've been to the sticks where there's like a negative two black people. But like <laughs> I can I can relate to you. But like the opposite where I growing up, I've always felt a certain type of way going into like like bad hood areas. I'm part of the good hood. Lori, but there's a bad hood. You know what I'm talking about? The bad. Hood. There's a difference. Good hood and bad hood. So like I have felt that with a bad hood and even though I feel that way, I realize that I need to overcome that. And, I, uh, and you know, despite maybe me seeing things on the news and feeling like justified for feeling the way that I do, I know that in order to grow as a person, you're going to have to overcome certain things. So going back to this girl saying that this is the only place that black people have to feel safe or whatever have you. You have to ask yourself why you feel like you are not entitled to hang out in the same areas on this college campus, just like everybody else. That's in your head for you to think that you don't have an equal right to use these areas. That it sounds like a confidence issue. It's a confidence issue. So it's funny because 
in these in these situations, I mean, it's it's not like to be oblivious where you're in where you're in a like let's just say you're in an area and you just like you notice wow, it's like a lack of black people here. The way that I look at those situations has always been kind of in humor. So when I was in college, I remember I was friends with like this other kid. We kind of gravitated towards each other because we looked around. We were just like, yo. There's only like three black people here, but we didn't see it in, in an intimidating manner. We just saw it kind of like as a funny thing and not to just make joke of race or anything. I, the way that I ever saw those situations, it was always in a funny manner. I'm just like, yo, am I the only black person here? And it was never to feel intimidated. It was never to be like, oh, it's funny that, you know, just the just the lack of black people. It was just, just the way that I saw the situation. Because I remember when I went into college and we had our orientation legit i could count on my hands how many black people were there and it's funny because it's the college is in like a black neighborhood but most of the people that went to the college were white and hispanic and then there were some black people in there i always in a way without being told felt more empowered with my color i i, I it's not like Oh, I only want to be the only Negro here or anything. It's just I felt better. Like I not not that's it's weird to say that. Not in a black supremacy way. But I just felt more unique in a way. And it's just like, well, I'm the only person of color here. And sometimes I would just make a joke of it. If someone I remember at one of our jobs, someone said, like, oh, yeah, you know, you people in here. I'd be like, what do you mean, you people? And they're like, whoa, whoa. I was just like, no, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> it's just funny. It's, I, I'll retract. I don't say that I feel better, but I just feel if anything, more comfortable with my skin. I didn't feel less. I felt more empowered. I get what you're saying because, you know, at my my job, I've often made jokes like that because I remember I was the only black guy on the team and they hired another one. <laughs> so I walked up to him. I was like, hey, listen, brother, there's only room for one of us. So, uh, <laughs> you, you, and we, we laughed at it. And yeah. it was funny, uh, just recently, just uh, this past week, I was uh, talking to two of my managers, you know, uh, one name, one of them has like a, a super like average white person's name, you know, Irish and everything. And the other guy, he has a more of a, uh, a uh, either Muslim or black name. If you, but I don't want to say his name, yeah. but like if you heard his name, you're like, oh, this has to be either a, somebody of Muslim descent and who's black. So off the rip, I'm like, okay, he's either somewhere from within Africa, probably South Africa or somewhere upper like Egypt. So in my head, my arrogance, I was thinking, white guy, he must be from South Africa. So these, we were having a conversation, and I said something, and I was like, oh, you know, oh, you're seeing these drinks because I don't know them because I'm a black guy, you know, and I'm Steve Fields, a white thing. He's like, oh, hello, I'm from Africa. I'm a real African-American. I was like, oh, where are you from, South Africa? He's like, why? Because I'm, because I'm white. I'm happy to be from South Africa. No, I'm fucking from Egypt. Uh. But if you didn't know this guy's name and you saw him, you'd be like, this is a, a white man. It's just a white man. It's just some some white dude. But he's from Egypt. He's Afri He's actually African-American. And lo and behold, I call people African-American people who are actually from Africa coming to America. Because you meet some Africans from Africa that say, like, you're not really African-American. You're just black. I don't know why people of color in America say we're African-American. No, I'm not from... Yes, I know my ancestors come from... Ava's ancestors come from Africa. But I come from South America. I'm black. I never saw an issue with the term African-American until I got older. And I feel like it's almost like you're already excluding yourself from being an American. Like you're this weird subculture and have like a whole set of different like ideology or whatever. And it's just like, why don't like I don't understand why why some people lead with I am a African-American or I am a black American or I am just I'm, I'm an American. That, that's it. It's almost like like. Oh, you're a gamer or you're a gamer girl. No, I'm a gamer. That's it. There's nothing else added to it. I just find it, I don't know, I just find it a bit weird because I know a lot of people will say African-American because they'll be like, oh, you know, I'm of African descent. But it's just, I mean, where were you born? Right. And it's just say, if you say like, well, you know, Amer American, I was like, so you're an American. And it's just like, but I know you're of African descent. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. I mean, if you go into your deep origin can be from multiple places knows if you're from africa are you just saying africa because you're black because that's not where there's only black people so i yeah. think that people just use it as like they think their origin type stuff but be real like where were you born i mean if you're in america 
then you're you're American. I think the cool part is this United States. So it's just it's all these cultures combined. And I was like, especially if it's if you say Africa, it's like, have you been to Africa? Like, no. I was like, all right, then you're American. <laughs> so it, it's also just funny just to see it. Out. You know, it's you know, um, some people from like India will say like on their applications they're Asian. What? Oh. Yes, because it's East Asia. It's over in Asia. It's in the Asian Asia region. You get what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So like, I've had many people um, who are like engineers and uh, architects who who come to my job site when they fill out the um, the orientation form. They put uh, Asian. They put Asia. They were what's your national? What's your race? Asia. They don't put Indian. They don't put other. They put Asia, and it makes sense because like okay, it's over by uh east asia so I, okay right. i get it if we were to put this to like a more broad sense i know this would be hard to answer because i don't think anyone has the answer even the people that are advocating for kind of segregation now what it, like what is what is the the end goal because to me it seems like just like everything that i see ridiculous that's going on right now i always relate it to emotion being irrational and you know it's it's just it's out of feeling Things are put in place to not hurt people's feelings. I just know that it correlates to that, but what the ultimate goal is to introduce segregation once again. I just don't, I don't understand what the end goal is. It's like, all right, so you want separate black graduations, you want separate black groups. And if you look at it, it's mostly black. I know that on college campuses, they always had appreciation appreciation societies with Asian cultures, with Hispanic. The thing is, other people outside that race can be part of it, though. That was always a thing in college. I remember that like, there was a multiracial thing, like, you know, in, in college with different ethnicities. But other people can be part of it so they can learn more about that culture. Now is a more exclusive thing going on in today's day and age, where people are supposed to be more accepting, where people are supposed to be more open-minded but it's not at all i just wonder like what do you think like the end goal is to all of this I, I don't know what the end goal is but i did think of something when you were talking about that it's like when people are advocating for the segregation like exclusive black areas or programs or what have you it's like it's almost like they are assuming that all black people act the same because it's like if you uh, say, oh, I have a college degree. That doesn't mean shit these days. You can have a college degree and still be a dumbass. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, so you're advocating for black-only spaces, thinking what? That it's going to be a safe space? There are still some black people that are assholes. Like, it's not going to change anything. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like a little bit is number one. Mm, I, I, don't, I don't know what the word is, but I... I I guess maybe people are still advocating for that monolithic thought. I don't know, because I, I would not generalize a certain race and say, like, this is a safe space. Like, I can my, my neighbors are still assholes, like, it's, yeah. you know, and they're black. So um, as far as the end goal, I don't know what they are trying to achieve. But what I can see happening is went down again. <laughs> what happened? What the hell are you doing? That's true. Oh, rip. <laughs> oh, oh, shit, you grew. Uh, You're taller now. <laughs> enough Chuck. <laughs> Shit. No, honestly, I don't. I don't know what the. I don't know what the end goal is. I don't see how this is going to help race relations at all. And I think that. I think we're di. I, I think black people are diagnosing the wrong thing, um, and I don't. I, and I think it leads back to, unfortunately, in my opinion, it sounds like a confidence issue rather than uh actually believing that the reason for your problems is because of the white man because that's what i'm getting when when you say you want a segregated area or you want segregated programs the reason that you're saying that is because you feel like having other races in these programs or these areas are not beneficial to you you think it's holding you back like what is it like i don't understand mm. well i don't know i don't have an answer I, for it i i feel like we're in the era where anybody just wants to be in their own little groups now. What's gonna happen next? We're gonna say, okay, all male and females need to stay away from each other. We want nothing but segregated based on gender. Then we're gonna base on sexual orientation. So we're just gonna go into this whole world where it's just like everybody's in their own little group. Then what? Yep. That's how it's gonna be. I get the whole wanting to have a space for 
people of color. Like, you know, you have your meetings, you have your um, African-American pride groups or African-American empowerment groups. I understand that. You have, you know, the Irish Irish groups and uh, Hispanic and Puerto Rican groups. You know, I, I get that. You have your smaller group. But to put it in a, a way where, like, you in a college, like having your own, okay, all-black dance. You're all-black dance. So what if somebody's in, a, in, a, in an interracial relationship? <laughs> then what? I can't bring my girlfriend there because... Uh, she's white or Hispanic or something. I know that sometimes when they have those groups in colleges and whatnot, I can understand if, because usually college, obviously, it's, it attracts people all over the world. If you were to have a specific Asian society, you will have students from abroad who may want to try and gravitate towards there to feel some comfortability because they're away from yeah. home. Or if you have other cultural appreciation groups where they look to that to have some type of similarity while being in a completely new space. I understand that. But also, I just think it's not, it's really not productive to really open up people to appreciating other races and society by just limiting them only to one sole group. So with that person, you know, we'll always say to me, it'll always be a confidence issue, you know, with them not be, with that girl not being you know, feeling 100% around white people. It's sad to hear that. To me, that shit does start at the home, though. If you have that type of confidence, I don't know what your mother went through. I don't know what your father went through. But I was always told that, you know, I can make friends with anyone. You can be friends with, you know, any uh, any group of people. It doesn't matter as long as, you know, it's the content of their character. But it doesn't help people grow, to me, at least. And that's just common sense, too. I don't think it helps people grow. Everyone has to be exposed to everything. The whole racial dividing thing, we also want to like speak about, you know, we see this with uh, now with gentrification. So now the Black Lives Matter movement, they've been, uh, some of the protests, they've been also going back to like, you know, gentrified areas and pretty much telling the white people, get the fuck out and give us your homes. You want to play the video? So, uh, this could, yeah, roll the clip. All right. All roll, right. The, roll the video. Play that shit. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> First of all, there was okay. just so much fucking ignorance in that. I, there's so much fucking ignorance in that. First of all, I don't think people know the difference between fucking buying property and selling property. I, I found it contradicting for the fact that the kid was just like, oh, you know that you bought this land for way cheaper than it was. Kick the black people out. It's like, dumbass, you don't you don't kick anyone out. You bought you bought it. You bought the house. So, can, I, <laughs> I don't, can I just ask, like, gen, gentrification... How the fuck do you say it? Gentrification? Yeah, you gentrification. Said it. That is the practice of buying up areas for cheap and then... So pretty much pretty much is like the... So, let's, I'm going to use my old hood as a, a perfect example. Okay. The Mossy Projects. The Mossy Projects in the 90s was the fucking worst neighborhood to move into. No one wanted to move there. If you were not black and you walked in the neighborhood, you were probably getting robbed or killed. 
that's how it was. Like there was a lot of damage, like buildings and everything abandoned and crack houses and it was just bad. So what gentrification did was come around. This is a property. This is very cheap. This is dirt cheap because you know why? Nobody wants to build here. Nobody right. wants to build it because they're saying it's a, it, this area is bad. So some people with money was like, okay, if it's bad, it's cheap. I'm going to buy it. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to build a nice apartment complex and I'm going to start bringing in people who, who just don't really know and give these apartments for like a good amount of money. And people start coming in. You start having people come in and, you know, and just guess what happens? Oh, hmm. There's other properties here that's cheap. Let me build a new one. Now there's more white people coming in. Now, some of those areas in Marcy Parks that were um, gentrified were all abandoned, run down, and some of the homeowners just sold it. This is some race driven, um, though. It's not race driven. It sounds it's like a, it's a, a business plan. It's elder predominantly more white businesses and everything coming in. Yes, there is. But at the same time, the market value of the area changes and it gets nicer and better. And here's a funny thing. Do you know on a lot of like the New York councils with in like different boroughs, there's a lot of black people on that. And they say, yes, white man, come in and change these neighborhoods and make it a little better because my little nephew is out there selling crack and get into fights. And I'm tired of this neighborhood. I'm tired of things happening in this neighborhood. There's the old, there's always the old school black folks who want changes in the neighborhood, sure. but the modern youth don't want it. Well, look they at everyone like in the video. Like everyone was time. young. Like they, they just like that young girl saying like comfortable ass shit. It's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's why to me, it screams privilege like, that you can go into a neighborhood and try and force people out their homes. Just to give it up to generalize black people. So, my like my yeah, my thing is is like okay so she's mad because the white people came up bought up all the land and resold them okay to me and what you're describing Della is that generally this happens to shithole areas like there's crime yes. there's crack houses they like there's all kinds of shit happening so if it wasn't for the white man buying up the land and making it better what would have been the plan you wanted to stay there with the violence and the crack selling and all that you want to stay in the ghetto like you don't and, and this is the thing that I get. I feel like a lot of people that live in like inner cities don't, they, they feel like they can't move out of the hood for some reason. Like they just, they just can't do it. You don't just rock up to someone's house and be like, give me your house because it's on black owned land. Like, are you high? Yeah. That's, no, don't get, don't, don't get me wrong. There are situations where, uh, some people don't know, really know the value of their home and it's just bought out for dirt cheap because there are some companies kind of like, they Fair. do kind of like force you out because the the people who want to buy the property talk to the landlord saying like, we want to buy this property and you can't get the people out. You need to do something. So the landlord who owns it is like, I'm not going to fix anything and hopefully these people just get out and move. Well, let's just say if you out. had like and your house and if anyone wants to try and buy it and they're trying to like, you know, swindle you which is part of you know yeah. you that shit happens to you when you're getting a car like you kind of yeah, deal with that yeah. it's not on you to like kind of do the research and see how valuable your shit really is right that's your job yes. and 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 it's and you don't only see in like padami black neighborhoods you see in some um manhattan areas too it's because yeah. there's certain areas in the upper west side where the building is got renovated but some apartments aren't renovated because the the own the people who live in there currently are like I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm like I'm keeping this apartment because I'm locked in at a rate of paying for like a three bedroom apartment in the Upper West Side for fucking five hundred dollars a month. Mm -hmm. You're locked in because you've been your grandfathered in. So the minute they renovate that apartment and make the changes, the apartment goes up to market value of fucking six thousand dollars. So what the landlord does is says, I'm not going to fix anything in your apartment. You got a problem? I'm not fixing it. It's on you. I'm not going to do that because you don't want to let me renovate. I don't care. You, you saw your problems. And the people go, okay, fine. No problem. I'll take care of my own issues. So it's a strategy. Like these landlords are greedy. You can't blame the freaking buyers, the people giving the money. It's the landlords, the property owners who are saying like, I don't I want this money for myself. Yeah. In my career, I've met a lot of black owners who own brownstones, brownstones, and they watch the area around them get gentrified, and they sit there, 
And this woman, I met this woman. She owned the whole brownstone. She had like 20 residents in it. And I met her and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of stuff going up around you. She was like, yeah, no. And I've been, I was like, have you been offered anything for this? She's like, yeah, a couple of people offered me. It's like, I was like, what's the highest? If you don't mind. She's like, the highest I was offered is 2.5 million. <gasps> but I know the property value right now. And I'm waiting. I'm riding it out. But she, she said, I know I could get more than that. She said, I know I could get 10 million for my property. Because you know why? She's right directly across the street from a train station. When you're across mm. the street from the train station, up. She did her you're research. She knows. Yep. You're, in front of a, you're in front of a bus stop too. So transportation is literally right outside your door. Mm. You're around the, all the shopping districts. Ooh. Brand, new, brand new residents around you. So she's just saying, let it rock. She takes care of her building. She does the reservations. She does everything. When the people come and go, oh, we want to buy your uh, property. How much? Let's talk numbers. She's a, this is a black woman. She said her mother and father bought this a long time ago. She knows the DOB rules. She -hmm. knows if they're building new residence around the general contractors have to install certain um, monitoring systems and stuff and protect the property. She knows all those rules. She did her research. She wasn't just blind like, oh, here's a couple, here's a 500K. She knew what she was worth. She knew her property value was worth. Is she going to ever get the 10 mil? She may, she may not. But she's going to get a good fucking chunk of money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll definitely, yeah. I would definitely pass on to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I would definitely You're pass on You mentioning the train station alone. I'm like, oh, of course. Definitely more than that now. Yeah. And if you look at the area, the area before it started changing, if anybody is just the podcast and they lived in New York, you know the 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 Bushwick area, um, the Fulton Street. That was a bad. That area is still kind of shady. It's still shady. You um, you could still go to certain of these areas. It's still shady because there's people who don't want the change to happen. Are going to keep doing things. You know, I remember when my project got a family dollar. You got a family dollar. I was like, oh shit, we got a fucking family dollar. This is great. You know, every time that shit was robbed. Damn. It was robbed multiple times. That's, they the family dollar. that's the other thing that I'm thinking about is like when people get mad about the fact that people buy up land and kick them out, it's like, how are you going to, how are you going to address your neighbors acting like delinquents? Like, how, like, I don't, I don't understand. Doesn't I don't know. Sense. It doesn't make sense. It's, it, it doesn't make sense. And, you know, I get some people say like the, like, especially the New York City housing complex, they're not doing their job with actually the government, the, the government and the community or whatever, uh, isn't investing the money to prop- make the proper repairs and stuff in housing complexes. And it's, it's kind of fucked up, you know, and we'd get uh, redlined by banks and stuff. It's, it's, it's a fucked up. Is this systematic uh, racism and stuff that goes on with banks and properties? Yes. And it fucking sucks. But there are people who do the research and beat the system. How, how do you say you said right. system, systematic racism with like the what is red it? line, red line in the banks. So okay. like you won't get a loan because of the area you live in. You can't get the, the loan. for. How is that of, racist uh, though? I thought that's just the so, area. No. So what banks did like, this is like, a while ago so what banks did they looked at certain areas and saw that like oh this area is pretty fucked up and bad we won't give you the loan to build anything there we won't give you the uh, loan okay to, i understand to mm-hmm. okay. so it happened a lot of in earth like black communities it happened it happens like oh you live in this yeah loan denied okay but what they didn't want to give it to you so we collectively did our research here at subtweet this and we found that uh the the blm the BLM, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, organization. Yes, BLM has Incorporated lot, has money, has a lot of money, not millions, billions of dollars, billions from from donations and everything, billions. And guess where it goes? Fucking to the Democratic parties, campaigns and stuff. The same people. We don't do shit for us. Ain't nobody gonna the believe same. you though. What proof do you got, Della? What proof you the got? Same, the, the proof. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. It's fucking all there. You can see it. how is Bernie Sanders? How is Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden campaign being backed? BLM is giving them the money. Act blue, right? Act blue. Act blue. The act blue. All the money is coming from the 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 BLM 
information. Well, it's also worth, worth noting. So uh, for those of you that don't understand this, so when you go on the Black Lives Matter website, you click donate, payments are processed through ActBlue, which is a Democratic uh, platform. They raise money for Joe Biden. They've raised money for lots of other Democratic campaigns. Now, uh, lots of articles have come out debunking this, saying, no, your donations are not being processed for anything political. However, on the Black Lives Matter website, it says that it is a political intervention. So we're hearing it right from the horse's mouth, saying that it is political. And all these third-party articles are saying that it's not. I don't know. I'm trusting my gut on this. I feel like it is, but whatever. I think people will still fight us on it. Let's see if they're saying it. What's another funny thing to me? This is also funny. So remember back in, what was it, 2018? Was it 2018, I guess? 2018 when Bernie Sanders was res- running for president. See? And uh, he was the actual first Democratic person that was like, I actually give a shit about black people, and here's my proof. Here's all the proof. He was in the protest. He was getting arrested. He was at all the, the civil rights movements, all that stuff. The Democratic Party sabotaged him so he didn't win. They made it harder for for the blue states to vote for him. Certain areas, they didn't allow certain schools that would have uh, voting, voting booths, didn't have them. They took them away. They made it harder. The first person who actually wanted to help, the Democrat Party was like, oh, you actually want to help these people? Um, No, because we don't. We like to say we do. So we, we're not for you. The man came back again, ran again, no funding, no funding. How is he the part of the Democratic Party? The man lost again. So we need to wake up and see the Democratic Party does not give a shit about black people. The Republican Party doesn't give a shit about anybody. <laughs> the government doesn't care. Understand this. Are you the saying that every man's out for himself? Is that what you're saying? Yes. It's, it's Are you saying that you're responsible for your own life? It, that's that's yes. what it is. <laughs> How dare. The government doesn't care about you. The government doesn't care about you. Wake up. The government don't give a shit about you. If you guys don't see that, they, they don't care. Unless you line their pockets, they don't give a shit about you. It's just also so clear how Democrats do use race. To, they do use race. They to that's manipulate the other thing. and stare and the, the steer yes. and like you can you can blatantly yes. see it. They don't hide it. I mean, you even had Biden say, "If you're not voting for me, you're not black." Like the guy said it. I feel like this still goes back to a confidence issue where we know. I think everybody here, we can all agree. At some point, we've had our black card checked. Have we agreed this has happened before? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we already, on a cultural level, have an issue with checking other people's black cards. So Biden is not dumb. Okay. Contrary, he's very smart because he knows that internally we have this conflict where it's like you're not black enough. You're acting white. You're an Oreo. You are anti-black, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, I can see the tactic of why he said that because, of course, black people are going to be like, well, I don't want my black card checked. Of course I'm going to vote. I'm, I'm never going to tell you who to vote for. Vote for whoever you like. But I can smell something dirty about Biden a mile away. <laughs> and I and I cannot shake it. And also, I got a black woman as my VP. So that you're too. definitely not black. <laughs> I waited this whole time to announce my VP. And I'm going to do it right in the middle of these protests. Because, of course, she's already advocating for, like... You know, why can't pregnant women go to protest? Why are you using chemicals on pregnant women? They're pregnant, you stupid bitch. That's why. Don't go to a protest. Like, that, that shit just irked me. Like, pregnant people and people with their kids at protest. Oh, the kids are being gassed and and uh, harmed. And, like, why is your kid at the protest? Shit's going on at midnight to, like, 4 a.m. Go the fuck to sleep. Yeah. Go home. If you're pregnant, if you care about your kid, you wouldn't be there. I don't care. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, what? So they have to give up their right to protest? It's like, no, if you're a responsible adult a woman who wants to go there and put your own child in jeopardy because you know violence is going to ensue there you know gas is going to be there then that is on you that is on you why because as an adult you're responsible for your own fucking actions (laughs) so i don't get why it's it's so unbelievable for people to get that concept it's only in america where it says do not do and then we do, and then go. Oh well, why did this happen? Yeah, exactly. But you then look at the, the government. Country, like they say, you're on your own. I, I feel like people are so fucking stupid, and then they want the government to keep them in check, though. 
Like, it's weird. It's like, I know I shouldn't go to this, but I need politicians to defend me on my stupid-ass choice. It's just like, no, no. We want to defund the police. We don't need the police. But when you go for your protest, you need the police presence there for some reason, right? It's you need no the police fun. to protect I think you it's funny. protest. I think it's funny. It's, wait, what is what is wrong with us? What is wrong? Has, has none of the Spike Lee joint films told us anything about how we need to wake the fuck up? Yeah. We saw, you guys ever saw the movie um, Do the Right Thing? Yeah. Okay. We saw what happened at the end of that movie. The cops, the two cops, the two main cops that was a problem in the whole movie killed Radio Rahim because of the whole situation where Saul's pizza wasn't putting up any black um, actors on his pizzeria. Right there, it showed. It's like, he's in a black neighborhood and you don't have no black people on the, on the wall. It's like, it's my fucking pizzeria. What yeah. do I care? That's it's right. mine. It made a whole big scene. And what did Mookie do to, to just stop everything? He fucking destroyed the pizzeria. Since the pizzeria is a fucking problem, we're just going to destroy the pizzeria. Just fuck it. We're just going to destroy the pizzeria. Fuck Saul's. Because the whole the whole main villain of the whole movie was fucking Saul's pizzeria. Because they didn't have something. So they, they tore that down. Ray Rahim was killed by the two cops. It was police brutality. And everybody went crazy. Mike Lee was telling us, like, there's, there's problems. We got to fucking... Take the main problem out, and here's what's going on in, in our cities, and that's how this is what's going on. Fast forward, we're still dealing with the same nonsense. Now we're going to people's places and saying, "Hmm, I don't see enough black people here." This is a Spanish-owned restaurant that makes nothing but Spanish dishes. We're gonna hold you hostage if you don't put like these five black people here. You can't open up your restaurant. This actually happened, by the way, if you're watching this. Exactly. This actually I, happened. This is an actual thing, like extortion being made. If I'm a uh, black owner. And I have nothing but black staff. Can a white person come and say, you have no white people in your staff. You have to hire four black, white people. Can they do that? You can't flip the roles. How dare you? <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, I don't understand. Why is it that we make your own fucking restaurant then? Exactly. Make your own, make your own laundromat. They're saying like, oh, there's no, there's no, uh, there's nothing but Asian people that own laundromats. Wrong, because I see the laundromat. People don't want to be the change that is, they want to see. This is, the <laughs> thing, this is the, this is the thing that I cannot, I cannot understand is like we complain and complain and complain about lack of representation, lack of inclusion, lack of this, lack of that. Do it ourselves. Like look at Tyler Perry. He has a whole movie studio dedicated to black representation in black movies. Like, and the movies are bad, but he the movies are bad. Them. By the way, he also was against looting and rioting. By the yeah. way, um, but this is what I'm saying. Like, if you are, if you feel like there is lack of representation, you need to be the change. Forcing. Here's the thing: nobody is required to accept us as human beings. That's that is the hard reality. Is nobody has to give a fuck about us. It would be ideal. It would be nice, but it's not gonna happen. We need to be the change we want. So if we want more representation, go to school, figure out how to get into animation, figure out how to write your own movies, direct them, whatever. And then you have nothing to complain about. At that point, yeah. you can say you did this yourself instead of relying on other people or relying on the white man or the government to save us. You can do it yourself. And make your own box. original fucking characters. Yes, please. Yeah. Just, those just please. tokenize characters and be like, oh, we need to all... But no, shut the fuck up. Do something. Make your own characters. Make your own fucking characters. Look at the movie. Remember the show Wayne Head? Oh, why do you watch all these weird shows? I don't know what this is. Uh, this is a show back in the early, early 90s. Early 90s. Wayne Head, made by Keenan Ivy Waynes. And there's about a kid growing up in the project. He had a three-legged dog. And it was like all stuff that you see in the hood. And it was funny. It was original. The show, the PJs, the projects. Oh, I remember that. That shit was hilarious. It showed, it portrayed the projects. And it like, was it fucked up? Yes, but at the same time, I was like, yes, that's how the hood really is. I loved it. I loved that. It was all, it was original. It was look at Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite. Hey, 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 hey. Black <laughs> Dynamite plays on all the fucking uh, early eighties and seventies action movies and stuff. It was over it the top. You had all these wacky characters, and it was always oh the white man, the honky, yeah, um, the honky. It was it was just funny. Yeah, it was funny, but it it worked. It was original. Mm -hmm. The Boondocks. Oof. original stuff all original all black original things it didn't take it, it wasn't it was just picking apart things and using it using what we know don't say we gotta make a all black team titans let's make robin black let's make this person uh. black no give me my own black superheroes black light in the tv show black Lion. 
a TV show about a black super who's original black superhero. Firestorm, original black superhero. Static Shock, uh, for some damn reason. Right? Vixen, original. Stop making movies with characters or heroes or people who were always white through history, making black, and us as a black community say, yeah, this is fine. We're winning. Stupid. No. Give me the characters that already established, make new ones, and put them in there. That's what we want. That's what I, you know, that's what I want. I'm not yeah. saying we. I'm speaking for myself. I want my own black superhero. I don't want. I don't want fucking Superman to turn black. I don't want anybody. Which he to might become be. Tokenized. <laughs> I know. I don't want that shit. Yeah. I don't need that shit. And that's the thing is, like, if we're if we're hero. rallying for uh, you know representation or whatever, like, I think that we should learn. We as in black people should learn to not settle. Like oh. the whole aerial thing, I would have not settled, and I still don't fucking settle on it. Like, no, no. keep your fucking remake. And make us a new thing. Like, that. that's not... It's not a compliment. You're telling me that I'm not good enough to have my own original story, my own representation. You got to recycle but then some you shit. See, but then you see people with low-ass confidence, and I'm talking about celebrities, too. Yeah, that's right. We made it. It's not, we made it in here. It's just like, you sound fucking weak. If you think that you black people weak. are queens and kings, <laughs> fucking act like it. Don't, don't yeah. settle for scraps and peasantry like this fucking race Because guess what? Shit. You're still in the shadow of a historically white character. You are literally the shadow of a no. historically no. white character. It's Maybe just like, oh, like Ariel's black now. Guess whose shadow you in? The of a white character. <laughs> All right, we are at an hour, so we want to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. But let me wrap it up with one more. Oh shit! For you guys, here we go. What right, is it? You're doing it, it cause here we go. Yeah. <laughs> you can leave this in the podcast, or you may not. Okay, so sister oh, Vanessa and brother Saul. My here's my my wokeness right here for you. The game Fall Guys, right? God don't <laughs> is about racism. Now, why I say that is because you playing as a fall guy is playing as a black man or woman whose identity is taken away. You all look equal. You all look the same. Because the white man sees us, we're all all black people are the same. And he gives us these obstacles we must overcome. And we pull and grab each other and throw each other off this map to succeed and become the top. Instead of working together and win as a team. So, in conclusion, you as a fall guy is a black man and the obstacle is the white man. The obstacle is the white man put in place for us and we are trying to overcome it and take each other down to get a crown. I am not with this game. I am protesting fall guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> you're have, yo you're gonna have all these political people watch this podcast they're gonna be like wait hold up what is a fall guys and just start googling it <laughs> this was you you've opened up this can of worms okay whatever hey you know what's gonna happen to make him like he's right yeah I know, he's right, right. I know. my brother okay well all right so uh yeah that's it we're done we're yeah. done we're bra, bra, bra. this is the last episode <laughs> the last episode before we get canceled or or defunded. Oh wait, we're not making any money. Never mind. <laughs>